You're listening to Blood on the Tracks on TMB DOS Radio, a monthly, hour-long exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. Well, hello and welcome back to Blood on the Tracks, episode 13. This is an exploration and celebration of movie soundtracks and scores, and I'm your host, Lee Russell. And we're at part three of my favorite cuts from soundtracks and scores of westerns. Some of them I haven't seen, but most of them are generally favorites that I have watched and loved. We're just going to get into it. It's been a running joke on these three episodes, on the previous two episodes anyway, that I've been just throwing too much Italian stuff in and not enough more North American or from any other country actually kind of thing. And well, this time out, I still managed to scrounge around and find some uh, non-Italian spaghetti western uh, tracks. So um, we're going to start off with that. And here's one that we featured on one of our episodes of They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. Uh, We're going to be starting off with Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling, from High Noon from 1953, the uh, Tex Ritter original. Then we're going to move on to The Cowboys from Tombstone from 1993, this is from uh, Bruce Broughton, who has done tons of TV, films, some video games. You might know his work from the Ice Pirates, Silverado, and the Monster Squad, of all things. So uh, there you go there. Uh, nice little start out to that soundtrack. I, I re-listened to the whole thing while I was doing research for this, and I quite enjoyed it. So um, probably going to be listening to that a lot more. I had f- totally forgotten about that one. Then we're going to finish off this first block of songs with Johnny Guitar from Johnny Guitar from 1954. This is the uh, Peggy Lee sung, uh, Victor Young written song, the title song from the the actual movie. I think you only hear a little bit of the actual version of lyrics near the end of the film. Uh, if I recall correctly, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Victor Young was a fairly prolific composer. He did uh, Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. He did Shane. He did the train wreck of a movie, The Conqueror, with John Wayne, where pretty much everybody on that film production got cancer because they filmed where they were testing nukes or had tested nukes. And he died fairly young, too, at 56, I think. Cerebral uh, hemorrhage or whatever. So uh, unfortunate. But, of course, Peggy Lee, a famous recording artist who uh, had a very long career. So yeah, we're going to go into those, and then we'll be back for our next block of songs. Do not forsake me, oh my darling, on this our wedding day. Forsake me, oh my darling. Wait, wait long. I do not know what fate awaits me. I only know I must be brave, and I must face a man who hates me. A liar coward, a craven coward, a liar coward in my grave. Oh, to be torn twixt love and duty, supposing I lose my foul heart beauty. Look at that big hand move along near in high noon. Made a vow while in state's prison Thought it would be my life or his I'm not afraid of death But oh, what will I do If you leave me Do not forsake me, oh my darling You made that promise as a bride Do not forsake me, oh my darling Although you're grieving I can't be leaving Now that I need you by my side 
But you're so warm inside I was always a fool For my Johnny 
Johnny Guitar What if you go What if you stay I love you What if you're cruel You can be and we're going to be looking at some Italian stuff. Go figure. Uh, first up, we're going to be looking at two tracks from a movie called Viva Django. Um, it's probably better known as Django Prepare a Coffin, and this is from 1968, directed by Ferdinando Baldi. And he's also known for doing Texas Adios. He did Rita of the West, which we played a track from in the last episode. And this is actually sort of a semi-official prequel to Django. Uh, it's supposed to sort of flesh out his backstory that's only hinted at in Django, and it's starring Terrence Hill instead of Franco Nero this time out. The music is done by Gianfranco Riverberry and Gian Perio Riverberry, so the Riverberry brothers. They worked on quite a few things together. Most notably, they also collaborated on Venus and Furs. They also appear on a lot of other credits but there's a reason behind that and a lot of modern credits too which you wouldn't expect that is because one of the tracks we're going to be playing here he was sampled by Gnarls Barkley for crazy just sampling that just gave them instantly like a million credits because that song just blew up all over the place and was used in tons of modern films so we're going to be looking at the song that Crazy took a sample from, which is Nel Cimiterio de Tuxen. Um, I totally just fucked that one up. but um, And I had the English translation of that, but I don't know where it is. I think it's like Last Man Standing or something like that. And then there's the sort of more noticeable song from this uh, film. And it's a really good film, too, by the way. It's one of the few Django unofficial Django films that is actually really fucking good um, and it is You'd Better Smile and there you go uh, check this out and then we're going to move on to Hotlands from Silver Saddle from 1978 uh, this is by Franco Bixo Vince Tempera and Fabio Frizzi Fabio Frizzi hits your radar that's because he collaborated with Lucio Fulci and this is, in fact, Fulci's third and last Spaghetti Western that he directed before he went on to be known for more horror stuff. And this was one of the last Spaghetti Westerns ever directed, at least from the classic cycle of them anyway. So there you go. We'll look into those, and we'll be at the end of our first half of the show, and we'll come back for the second half after some promos for some podcasts that I love that you should check out.
Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema Psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17 year olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history up. doll yeah, popping absolutely. up at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did be you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Badasses, Boobs, and Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses all things Grindhouse, Exploitation, Drive-In, and B-Movies. Your three hosts, Mike. We're, we're going to discuss the Rene Martinez-directed picture, the $6,000. What? Time, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the name of the Super movie. Super Soul, that's, brother. That's the name. When you that's start the movie. Your DVD cover. When you start the movie, the first thing that that's comes up says. is the title, and it says $6,000. Mark. And I've been around a girl stroking a horse's dick somehow somewhere down the line i'm gonna use that clip against you Shh. <laughs> please do <laughs> and listener favorite iris the deployment sock and i'm like deployment sock what the fuck is a deployment sock he goes you know you know that sock that you just use oh my god you guys are so gross <laughs> see so it happens for real people do come inside will make you question your political correctness while laughing at theirs episodes drop sunday and can be found by searching for bb and bc podcast via itunes lipson stitcher google play music and everywhere else you can download quality podcasts from you can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at bbnbcpodcast.com. Okay, welcome back to the second half of the show there, guys and gals. If there are any out there, hey, let me know. Send in some messages at the They Must Be Destroyed on site on Facebook. And, you know, it's the best way to get in touch with us for both that podcast and this one as well. So if you like what I'm doing here, let me know. I know there's some fans out there who listen to this. So uh, we'd like I'd love to hear from you if you uh, like what I'm doing here and you want to hear more. You want to throw some suggestions my way. I'm always open to that. And uh, it would be cool. So uh, just let me know. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. And it'd be nice to know some other people out there are enjoying this. So we're... Continuing on with some more Italian stuff and a couple more sort of uh, North American things thrown in here. Well, one of them's North American. The other one is, I guess, technically Australian. But we're going to throw them in here anyway. We're going to be doing the last two song blocks in four song blocks instead of three. So we're just changing it up a little bit here. But first off, hey, we got to have some more Morricone in here, don't we? So... Uh, we're going to have the main titles from Death Rides a Horse from 1967. What else can you say about this film? Lee Van Cleef, John Philip Law, iconic score. The movie, eh, it's pretty good. It's it's a little third tier, I'd say, honestly. It's got a better reputation than it kind of deserves, I think, just because it was such a sort of a lost movie for so long. I still don't think there's necessarily great prints of it out there. At least not a lot of them. Most of it's all the sort of 50 movie pack bullshit that you can buy that just looks like garbage. But yeah, it's it's a fun film. And if you're a fan of John Philip Law and Lee Van Cleef, then it is a real blast just for them two interacting with each other. And it is pretty cool in that regard. Then we're going to look at The Ecstasy of Gold from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly from 1968. 
again, iconic. What else can you say about it? Uh, <laughs> that I, I can't say anything else about it that anyone else hasn't said about it. It's a great piece of music, and it leads you into the final confrontation of the film. So it's beautiful. Then we're going to move on to Rather Lovely Thing from The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford from 2007. This is the Nick Cave and Warren Ellis scored film. Uh, of course, they did The Proposition as well. And they did a real good job on this well. It's a very uh, meditative, uh, kind of sad soundtrack, um, which sort of fits the sort of almost art house presentation of this film it's a weird film. It's kind of like an art house film, but it's so incredibly cinematically beautiful at the same time that it, it's it's a weird combination. Nick Cave is even in this film. He uh, there's a scene at a bar where uh, after Robert Ford has shot Jesse James, and of course that has just become part of the folklore and legend. You know, it's some time afterwards, and Nick Cave plays a guitar player who's singing in the bar for money. And he's and he wrote a song about that coward Robert Ford, and it's pretty cool. And then we're gonna look at Four Doomed Men Ride Out from the recent Bone Tomahawk from 2015. This is done by Jeff Harrett and S. Craig Zoller, and it's just hey, I had to have another oddball song on this. Uh, I'm sure there's some people saying, uh, wasn't that the Tex Ritter song you started out with? No. This is the one. Um, it's got all these different people singing in it, and it's kind of goofy. It explains the plot of the film, sort of, and I just kind of like it. It's just kind of quirky and unique, and just corny as fuck. So uh, we'll get into those, and we'll be back for the final block of our songs after this.
community of settlers and rogues and honest folk. Little did they know of the ancient race that dwell beyond their borders. For doomed men ride on. Civilization for men right out. They travel across green and hostile plains weathering elements savages and each other for western twilight winds cut and whip them wheels unbroken these men press on or doomed men right out Civilization for doomed men right out. Okay, we're back and we're going to close out this episode with our last four tracks. First up, we're going to be looking at Johnny's theme from Blood at Sundown from 1966. This is from Felice de Stefano and Michelle Lassarenza. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, at least somewhat correctly. And this is a uh, Anthony Stefan starring film with... One notable thing about it, it is the first time that the character with the name Sartana appears. Although this is not the Sartana that would have his own series later on, it is played by Gianni Garco, who would play Sartana three times, I believe, in the uh, four official Sartana films. And But here he plays the bad guy. Um, but the, it's notable for that because they, they sort of took that sort of little bit of that character design and turned him into the Sartana that we ended up knowing and loving in his actual films. And speaking of his films, the next song we're going to be looking at is called Sycamore Trails from If You Meet Sartana, Pray for Your Death. And uh, this was directed by Perio uh, Piccanini, and uh, I believe we talked about how he went on for to do the uh, Sabata films later on with Lee Van Cleef that were sort of a direct... 
uh, copy of Sartana to a certain degree. Sort of the same idea. Uh, lots of gadgets, crack shot. I think the Sartana films tended to get a little bit more comedic as they went on. Uh, the first one's kind of deadly serious, but they they sort of get a little bit more comedic as they go on, whereas... And I guess Lee Van Cleef's one does too, but that one, I think it's just kind of flat-out comical right from the start. The Yul Brenner one, I don't even know if we can count that one. <laughs> then we're going to move on to Ballad of a Gunman from Ballad of a Gunman from 1967. Uh, this is from Marcello uh, Giambini. And the most notable thing about this, I haven't seen this film, but this is what I know this from is actually the video game Red Dead Revolver, uh, which was famous for taking a bunch of Spaghetti Western songs from different movies and using them for the soundtrack. And this was from that. I mean, if you've played that game, you remember hearing this. And it was a great game. And, of course, Red Dead Redemption was sort of the spiritual sequel to that and I think everyone knows what a great game that is. Um, so there we go. And then we're going to finish off with a cool one. Uh, this is also from another movie I've never seen. At least originally comes from uh, a movie I've never seen. It's also uh, featured in The Hateful Eight from Quentin Tarantino. But this is There Won't Be Many Coming Home from The Fastest Guitar Alive from 1967. And, of course, this is done by Roy Orbison. And I just, I don't know, I just like, I really love this song, and I think it's going to be a good capper to this episode. So there you go. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed putting it together. This sort of three-episode series of Western stuff was a lot of fun for me. And I'm not sure what I'm doing next episode. I was sort of toying around with the idea of maybe Italian post-apocalyptic movies. Because I've been watching a few of those lately, uh, just for enjoyment, not for podcasting or anything else like that. And um, I've been enjoying a lot of the soundtracks, so I'm going to see how available these soundtracks are. See if I can put together a good playlist, and that might be the next episode. Uh, technically for this month, uh, this episode came out a little late. I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's just another one of those situations where too much real life stuff going on, so it sort of interfered with uh, getting this episode produced and put out for you guys but it's usually only I'm usually only like a day late if I'm ever late with this and I'm usually pretty on point with uh, this podcast so yeah it's free get what you pay for so yeah anyway guys thank you very much for listening we'll get to the music now and I'm going to shut my mouth and I'll see you guys in about 30-ish days
Listen, all you people, try and understand. You may be a soldier, woman, child, or man, but there won't be many coming home. No, there won't be many coming home. Oh, there won't be many, maybe ten out of twenty, but there won't be many coming home. Now the old folks will remember on that dark and dismal day. How their hearts were choked with pride as their children marched away. Now the glory is all gone. They are left alone, and there won't be many coming home. No, there won't be many coming home. Oh, there won't be many, maybe five out of twenty, but there won't be many coming home. Look real closely at the soldier coming at you through the haze. He may be the younger brother who ran away, and before you kill another, listen to what I say. to Blood on the Tracks. For other episodes of this program, as well as episodes of our main podcast, They Must Be Destroyed on Site, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.